right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are talking about Sisu. So if you like seeing Nazis get killed in a movie, then this is the movie for you. Uh, we will be talking about it with Josh Rayner, the Merc with the Movie blog. And we got a great conversation, lots of really good puzzle pieces to talk about here. And lots of Nazi killing. So, uh, yeah, that's coming up here in a second. Before we get to it, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on social media at PiecingPod. I'm especially active on Twitter, but you can also find me on Instagram, where I've been uh, using that quite a bit more lately. And join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. Last but not least, before we get to the conversation, I do want to remind you about our Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from piecing it together. As a matter of fact, this episode's going on the Patreon as soon as I finish it, before it hits the main feed, unless you're hearing this when it hits the main feed, in which case it's been on the Patreon for a while and you could have been listening to this for weeks already, but uh, also stuff from Awesome Movie Year and from my music career. Lots of great stuff over there. Patreon.com slash by David Rosen. It's called the Produced by David Rosen Patreon. Check it out. And with that said, let's talk about Sisu. All right, it's time to talk about Sisu. And joining me is Josh Rayner of the Merc with the Movie blog. Josh, how you doing? Doing great. I'm so excited to be back on the show. So talk about this movie specifically. It's I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a good time. It's going to be a fun one to talk about. That's for sure. It's such a crazy movie. I remember I had heard a little bit of buzz about it beforehand online, but I remember specifically when it first like really got my attention was John Wick Chapter Four opening night, and it you know when that trailer played and the entire theater was like cheering for it, I was like, Oh, this is going to be just such a good time. And then I got to the theater and there was no one there. Where, oh. where was everybody for this movie? That's what I want to know. Yeah. I, know. I, I hadn't seen the trailer first. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I, I kept getting like press releases for it, but like, I was mm -hmm. like, Oh, I've never heard of this. I just kind of like scroll, you know, scrolled past them, you know, for the first like three that I had gotten. And then I finally, I saw something on Twitter and it was like, John Wick meets Mad Max. And I'm like, well, that piques my interest. And so like that I watched right? the trailer. I was like, oh, I got to check this out. And uh, yeah. I was, luckily I was able to get a, a screener for it because I haven't been able to get to, to the theater in a while. So, mm. uh, so I yeah. was, I was, luckily I was able to get that. And I was so, so uh, happy that I was able to, because I was very yeah. impressed. <laughs> Yeah, I think this movie that we're about to talk about is definitely something that, uh, I don't know, maybe future cult classic, maybe like, you know, this is just yeah. one that people are going to tell each other about, and it's just going to like have a long life of its own, and who knows where that goes, but you know what, let's start getting into some puzzle pieces here, uh, and we will figure out what's going on in this movie. Uh, what do you have for your first piece? Uh, mine, I wanted to kind of not do one of the most obvious ones first. So I went mm -hmm. with one that deals more with the making of the movie as opposed to, you know, the content of the movie. And I went with rare exports. Oh, okay. Cause uh, it's the same director, right? The same main star. Right. Right. And his yeah. kid who's in it as well. Uh, but the tank driver, um, they're, you know, they're in both. So, you know, it's, it's another Finnish story. Uh, which I love that we're getting more of that, you know, like 
I feel like Finland is 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 a place that we don't get a lot of stuff out of, at least not right. you know here you know you know in in, in the mainstream stuff here. So uh, I don't know. Have you seen Rare Exports? I have not, and oh, it so sounds good. like so much fun. It, it is. sounds it's, like an absolute blast. It is a wild, uh, wild ride. Um, you know, Christmas horror kind of a kind of thing going on. It's it's real. It's crazy, but uh, it's got that same kind of super frenetic feel like that this one had. It's because, it, like I said, it's the same director and everything. So uh, it's it's a great one. And like I said, I, just, I wanted to tie that one in first because. As soon as I found out who made this movie, I was like, oh, I'm 100% in because Rare Exports was fantastic. And yeah. I watched it for yeah. the first time last year and I fell in love with it. So, in Rare Exports, is it, um, I'm assuming, like ultra violent and very over the top because, like, that's kind of the vibe I get from this dude? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I, I got to see it. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to checking that out one of these days. <laughs> Um, I will, you know, I, I'll not go to the obvious ones. We'll get those in the middle because, uh, like you said, let's, let's, let's get to a few uh, other ones first. Um, I'm going to go with one that might be a little too recent to fully be a puzzle piece, but I, it felt like a really good companion piece to it. And that is last year's Prey, the, uh, Predator prequel film, uh, a mostly dialogueless film that has to do with someone out in the wilderness with their dog, uh, trying to survive a, against uh, killers and uh, a monster, and, and, and in that case, uh, a predator, but in this case, monsters, Nazis, uh, and and then uh, just the elements and just trying to survive in a absolute hellscape, and. Uh, I, my my biggest complaint with this movie is I wish the dog did more because the dog is an awesome true, dog and yeah. he he could have like had some really great killer moments in this mm -hmm. but uh, still having that like main character and a dog like surviving their way through all this it made me think of Prey. Yeah, I, I haven't seen Prey. I want it's on my okay. list. It's one that I really want to. I've heard such good things about it. Um, and you comparing this to that really makes me want to check it out even more. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. I wish I do. I wish the dog had done more too. Cause like throughout the movie, I'll be honest. I was like, is it his dog? I wasn't even a hundred percent sure. There's right. just like this yeah. random dog that he you know, would just happen to be there. Cause he would just leave it, but it would always find him somehow. Yeah. You know, like yeah. he takes off in a plane and then somehow the dog still finds him. I mean that, that that's a heck of a dog right there. <laughs> it is a heck of a dog right there. And yeah, I think, you know, come to think of it, like that whole thing of like the dog somehow finding him over and over again kind of lends itself to this like almost fable like uh feeling of, of this film where it's like nothing really makes sense. Like it's just it's a story we're being told and you kind of got to go along with it. And that dog just finding him in the midst of all of this insanity, like yeah. it's, it really like lends itself to that kind of story. So uh, I, I think that's, that's a, a interesting uh, point about the dog. Uh, just, he could have ripped out a Nazi throat or two or something like that, that but uh... <laughs> incredible. <laughs> I would have loved oh, yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have for your next piece? Uh, so I went with, I mean, I know like the the marketing compared it to John Wick, but I went with mm. nobody instead because okay. I felt like it, it to me, it felt a bit more comparable to that because it's an older guy who's out of, you know, uh, everything, you know, I, like 
understandably John Wick was out of, you know, the business of it, but is this older guy who's very unseeming of, of having the, this kind of ability. Um, and so I felt like if it, it fit more to that, it, so I, I, I kind of wanted to go, go with that. I love nobody. Uh, Bob Odenkirk is fantastic in that movie. Uh, oh, yeah. and every time as I was watching this movie, you know, he, the main character is, 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 just kind of unleashing on these guys. It made me think of that, you know, you know, like that bus scene in Nobody, you know, and he just kind of unloads on those dudes out of nowhere because they, they just think he's this old guy. You know, it's like these Nazis yeah. roll up on this old man. They think he's a joke. And he shows the. <laughs> I mean, he takes yeah, he out, what, like seven up. of them? Something like that? Like, yeah. He, yeah, so I think Nobody was a, is, is a good comparison for it. Yeah, I think so too. I think you're right. And, uh, you know, the thing is with John Wick, it's just... It's just straight up violence, straight up like action shooting and stabbing. Whereas here, like he's, you know, he's outsmarting them. He is, uh, you know, like figuring out like clever ways to to get out of these situations and all that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, that definitely fits more with nobody and the way that uh, Bob Odenkirk has to uh, approach the situations because, yeah, I mean, he's an older dude. He's not going to just like beat the shit out of everybody. He's just simply yeah. not going to be able to pull that off. So and he uh, doesn't he have, kinda... you know, unlimited ammo. <laughs> yes, that too. That is an important thing for sure. Yeah. You know what? Speaking of unlimited ammo, let's throw this one in there. Wolfenstein 3D, the video game. Um, Nazi killing, you know, yeah. lots of, lots of killing Nazis. So, I mean, it's just a simple one. I mean, it, you know, that game exists solely for the reason that seeing Nazis killed in movies and television and video games is fun, you know? <laughs> so and that's the kind of the main thing of this movie. It's like, wouldn't it be fun to see this old guy kill a bunch of Nazis? And it kind of just comes from that, like kind of uh primal thing of, of, you know, wanting to see that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I haven't played a, a, a Wolfenstein game in a long time. So, but, uh, Oh yeah. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I hadn't thought about, you know, even, putting a game as a puzzle piece i hadn't crossed my mind to to look into that that realm of yeah. anything but i think that's that's a it's a great pick i really do once in a while i'll squeeze one in you yeah. know it's gotta gotta happen once in a while here <laughs> but uh what do you got for your next piece i mean you know what let's stay on the on the the track of killing nazis we'll go with uh inglorious <laughs> bastards you know sure uh yeah. really when i first as i started watching this movie i was like this has a very tarantino vibe to it like Mm -hmm. I could see this being a Tarantino with just, you know, less racial slurs, of course. But sure. <laughs> but uh, specifically, you know, because of the Nazis and everything in it, I feel like Inglorious Bastards is probably the one, if I had to pick one out, uh, would be the one that I would go with. Um, that's yeah. so one of my favorite Tarantino movies. Um, I think it was just, it was two years ago at the beginning of the year, I'd watched all of the Tarantino movies and... Half mm -hmm. of them I had, it was the first time that I was watching them, including okay. Inglorious Bastards. Oh, and wow. I, yeah. I loved it. It's, it's yeah. one of my favorites uh, of his. And to see the, those kind of comparisons within this film, it does make me wonder if he was pulling from, from Tarantino's kind of vibe, you know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This whole film, it feels... I didn't put any Robert Rodriguez on my list. I don't know if you did, but um, it feels very Grindhouse also. Like, it feels like it could have been, like, one of those That's trailers. Literally, literally, I put on my list Grindhouse movies. Because it, it does. Yeah. It feels like a Grindhouse type of movie. Yeah. 
Absolutely. <laughs> I, I totally agree. And uh, yeah, and, and that, that can be, that can fall very flat sometimes, but when it's done right, it is so much fun. And this is absolutely an example of it being done right. So, yeah. I mean, you know, kudos to this director and that makes me want to see more of his stuff. I think that will lend it to, like you said, to it kind of gaining a cult following, you know, is like that grindhouse yeah. feel to it, I think will help with that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, you know, we're talking about a bunch of Tarantino here. Uh, I would also go with a bunch of Mel Gibson here. Uh, I know Mel Gibson is a little, you know, not uh, in vogue lately, let's say. Uh, but um, there's so much payback to this. Uh, there is so much Braveheart. There's even you can go with Jesus and the Passion of Christ just getting the shit kicked out of him over and over again and getting back up. Uh, it's also Apocalypto. This guy is basically like a slasher villain, uh, except he's the hero, which was kind of the same uh, way that Apocalypto was structured and that this guy, he has the beats of what would essentially be a slasher villain, except this is the hero that we're following and this is the guy that we're rooting for. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just... The way that he just keeps getting beat up by these by these Nazis and like almost dying, almost losing, but always just so much sheer determination to get out of it every time and live through each one of those beatings and each one of those stabbings and whatever else he gets at him. Uh, it reminded me a lot of how Mel Gibson seems to love to structure his movies that he's in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Apocalypto, but the other ones. Yeah, definitely. I could see that that kind of style in there. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Right on. What do you got next? Uh, because we already talked about the fact that it, uh, you know, it involves Grindhouse. Cause I, that was going to be one of mine. Uh, we already done that. This is uh, I only have one more and it's a uh, Mad Max. Sure. It's definitely sure. got that, you know, it's whether it's, you know, just Mad Max, whether it's, you know, road warrior, whether it's uh fury road, doesn't matter. It's got that, like you said, apocalyptic kind of feel to it. Um, you know, they're you know, he's crossing this kind of a wasteland essentially, since you know the Nazis are just bombing the hell out of everything on their way out of Finland, and yeah. you know he's being chased down in in a tank, really. And so, like, it really to me it, it screamed Mad Max uh, throughout this. And I don't know, all of these things combined, it just it really. It hits all the things that I love about <laughs> about movies in yeah. general. So like, it, it was a sure. perfect storm for me. It's been a while since I've watched Fury Road. Don't all the women like kill the shit out of yeah. uh, Immortan Joe? Yeah, at the and end? that's another like yeah. Th yeah. Th the rise up of of that group of women in this movie it screams yep. Fury Road for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I had it on my list as well because definitely, especially that moment, but also it being like a, a you know, a kind of like a long chase sequence, the mm -hmm. whole movie, yeah. which is, you know, kind of exactly how Fury Road is, is structured. So, uh, yeah, absolutely has to be in this conversation. I completely agree. I've got two more I'll bring up. Okay. Um, first, first of all, I was going to go with No Country for Old Men. Uh, this is kind of the same reason as Apocalypto. Um, Anton Chigurh is, you know, just this unstoppable force yeah. that like barely even feels real. He's like a ghost that exists in this world, you know? Yeah. And in this case, it's the same thing, except for, again, he's the hero. Like I was saying with Apocalypto, he's, he's the guy you're rooting for, but he is just somebody who anyone who exists in this story is just absolutely frightened of because he clearly just doesn't want to die. 
and yeah. he's not going to die, and you're just not going to get him. And so, uh, yeah, he just wants I, I thought his gold, that he was, man. That's all. He yeah, wants he just his gold. he wants to save his gold, and that's the end of it. So <laughs> you're not you're not stopping that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no country for old men. And then the other one I had, I, I went with a bunch of Mel Gibson. I'm also going to go with a bunch of Stallone. Um, a, a little bit of Rocky, a little bit of Rambo. Stallone's two biggest yeah. characters. Uh, you know, you got the intense war violence of Rambo, also using uh, his his strength, his perseverance, and smarts all to survive, and plus lots of weapons too, of course, and explosions. Sure. Uh, but then with Rocky, with, uh, you know, just keep on getting back up every single time he gets knocked down, and when you think he's going to yeah, be out. I hadn't thought about that, but that's a that's a really good point for, for Rocky. Yeah, yeah. Lots, lots of Stallone. I could see, like, Stallone making a movie like this, you yeah. know? Like, even, to, even now I could see Stallone, you know? I mean, this is an older dude, so I could see Stallone making a movie like this. Oh, so. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it, it fits in there perfectly. So yeah. yeah, a couple of Stallone things in there to put in. Um, and then I'll just kind of uh, shout out quickly because we actually did talk about these on our trailer episode, but uh, both Gold with Zac Efron from 2020 and The Ballad of Buster Scruggs from 2019, oh. uh, both featured a character who finds gold and then has no way to get it back out to society you know and like get it to safety i've never heard of the first one i'll have to check that one okay. out okay yeah yeah but yeah buster scruggs yeah yeah that was a that was a good one i enjoyed that yeah, yeah. there you go so uh yeah that's all of our puzzle pieces here i'll read down the list and then we'll get into some closing thoughts we talked about rare exports prey nobody wolfenstein 3d and glorious bastards and grindhouse a bunch of mel gibson films including apocalypto Mad Max, Mad Max Fury Road, a bunch of Stallone movies, mainly Rambo and Rocky, and then we threw in their gold in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs as well. As far as like closing thoughts, any like other things that we didn't quite talk about here while getting through puzzle pieces, I just wanted to shout out the score. Uh, one of my favorite scores of the year. It also yeah, Grindhouse that score was incredible. Like oh, it, it I killed. It, it was so uh, loud and banging and like just like. <laughs> uh, it was one of the things that I, I made sure to mention when I wrote my review for this because it stood out throughout the yeah. entire movie. Every time that score would just kick up, it just it just pulled you into what was happening. And it was I don't know, it was just fantastic. The cinematography on this thing is incredible. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. It's it's such a I don't know, it's it's weird because it's like it's not like this big studio movie that you'd expect to like be this amazing it's right it's something that most people are probably not even gonna like hear about you know yeah. what i mean and that's that's the sad part about it because it will probably be one of my top films of the year i you wouldn't know? blame you at all yeah. i i wrote on letterboxd that it's i, I said it's like a, a three three and a half star uh story but with a five star score, five star ending, like yeah. some five star like violence, you know what I mean? Like there's so many great, great, amazing things about it. Uh in a very like, you know, down and dirty, simple story, but like yeah. it like really, really works where it works. Yeah. Um, it really did. like you talked about how, you know, he kept getting up and all this stuff throughout it. But like it did to me most of the time I should say it didn't feel unrealistic, you know, mm -hmm. like he had a little bit of luck that kind of rolled in, like when he's hanging, you know, yeah. it, he got lucky there. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't this like, 
John Wick, I can do anything kind of situation. It was, he almost did die. He got real lucky in that situation. Um, there was a scene underwater, which really kind of, I don't know. I, <laughs> okay, I, so... I still think about this scene, man. <laughs> Let's talk about this for a second real quick. Like, was he, was he breathing in people's throat hole That's breath? what I'm was... saying. Like, I am, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was like, there is a scene underwater that's like, I don't know the, how, you know, logistically how this would work if it would actually you know, work in real life. But it was awesome to see. <laughs> that was, I brought up Wolfenstein in my puzzle piece. That was such like a video game moment where like you get like an air bubble or something yeah. underwater and you get to just like stay, you know, you get a few extra minutes of breath. Like, and it, and it made wild. his character just that much more badass too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> what a cool dude that's yeah. awesome uh yeah i don't know I, the only other thing i think we should uh mention real quick is uh the ending um when he he finally makes it to a bank and asks asks for bills because they're lighter and yes. easier to carry yeah. uh truly an incredible ending I don't, is there a better way to end a movie like this? Like you could picture him dying. You could picture him getting to like, I don't know, a safe house or something like that. Yeah. What, what an well, ending. Throughout like, the movie, I wondered, I was like, is he trying to get like to his home to his family and all this? And I'm just like, uh-huh. no, he just wants his gold, man. That, yeah, that's literally just... all it is. And that's okay. You worked hard for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is You worked okay. that hard. You deserve it. Right. Yeah. And I, and I love like, <laughs> he does not speak until that final scene like not yeah. a single time and i was like when i because i i watched it twice and i was like on my second viewing i was like does he because i wasn't sure i was like you know maybe he just doesn't doesn't talk much but no he doesn't talk at all throughout that movie until that end which i was like that's that's impressive to be able to make such a compelling character where he just doesn't talk at all right yeah absolutely yeah all right. Well, I think that does it for Sisu. Uh, usually I ask my guests for a recommendation of a movie they watched recently, but I noticed that you also just recently watched Outpost, the directorial debut from Joe Latruglio. I so did. I thought maybe we could chat about that for a minute here. Yeah, I was uh, pleasantly surprised by that one. Um, I really wasn't sure what to expect from it. Uh, other than, you know, it's a Joe Latruglio. I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's the only uh -huh. thing I actually know him from. Um, oh, and I knew... I, I love him forever, actually. Yeah. <laughs> forever. And, and I yeah. knew it was a horror movie, but that was it. That was all I mm -hmm. knew when I when I got my screener for it. And I got to say, uh, I thought it was really good. I really, yeah. I really enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, what did you think about it? I thought it was a solid little thriller. I, I wouldn't say that I loved it. Um, I thought it was like kind of uh, well-worn territory. It doesn't like do anything particularly new or, you know, exciting with the genre, but he definitely shows uh, promise as yeah. a filmmaker and specifically as a uh, thriller type of filmmaker. Yeah. Um, he's clearly, uh, you know, being inspired by, I mean, we're not doing a whole episode, but clearly being inspired by a lot of thrillers and horror yeah. here. I was going to say, there were, there were a lot of puzzle pieces that I was like oh, thinking yeah. about as I was watching that movie. <laughs> yeah. I said in my letterbox review that, uh, he, he's in a little tower that's overlooking 
the mountain, the overlook, the shining, get it? Yep, uh, yep. But, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, he definitely does a good job of like synthesizing those in influences into a, uh, a, a little story that's like tight and compact and a, you know, a solid performance from uh, the lead who I recognize from uh, Beth Dover, I believe her name is. I recognize from some of the other comedy stuff that he's been a part of. Like I said, I've loved him forever. The state and Stella and like wet hot American summer and oh, yeah. all those kinds of things. Like, so, uh, you know, I recognize her I as. I forgot he's in that. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He's part of that whole troop of the state guys, yeah. and like everything that they do, he's always pops up in a little something. And for a while, he was in a lot of Judd Apatow stuff too. He'd show up in like one scene or whatever. Um, and he's he's always just so funny. He's probably one of those guys who's like, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, but didn't know who he was. You know what I mean? Sure. Until I, because I, it was just a couple of years ago that I binge watched all of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, and so like I've. I'm sure I have seen him in a bunch of stuff and just had no idea who he was at the time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But yeah, uh, Outpost, cool movie out on VOD. Yeah. Uh, I would say I would recommend it as well, even yeah. though I didn't like it quite as much as you did. Um, so yeah, people should uh, check that out. And Josh, uh, where can people check you out? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MovieBlogMerk. Uh, that's the Twitter page for my site, Merk with a Movie Blog. I also have a website, MerkinMovieBlog.com, uh, where I uh, do written reviews uh, and stuff like that. So, uh, And I'm going to be covering uh, the Tribeca Film Festival. So, uh, I'll be I saw that. That's awesome. doing written reviews and video reviews on my YouTube channel. So uh, keep an eye out, everybody. I will definitely be keeping an eye out for that. And uh, thank you again for doing the show. And yeah, hopefully we'll get you me. back again sometime. Oh, absolutely. Hi, I'm Max. And my name's Pablo. And we're Galaxy, Galaxy, a film. My name's actually Danilo, but sometimes people call me Pablo. After 11.30, baby. And speaking of 11.30 and time, 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, a new episode of Galaxy of Film drops every fucking Thursday. So I don't know what you're doing on Thursday. You're going to get ready for the new music drop. But listen to Galaxy of Film first. 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, every fucking Thursday. We have a blast. We talk about new movies. We pair it with an old one. We're just, we're Galaxy of Film, baby, and we're dialed in. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Sisu. Thanks to Josh Rayner for joining me on that one, and thank you to everyone out there listening. If you're enjoying piecing it together, of course, make sure you're subscribed. But also, we would really appreciate it if you dropped a five-star rating and review, either on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods or Spotify, wherever it is that you're listening. If there is a button you can click to leave us a review, we would really appreciate that because I love hearing from you people. So uh, definitely do that. And also, if you ever want to join me for an episode, I am always looking for new guests, so definitely get in touch. You can find me on social media at PiecingPod, or join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, and get in touch with me. Also, on the website, there's my email address on there. I love hearing from people, so please do get in touch. Uh, other than that, I told you about the Patreon at the top of the show. Don't forget about that. Produced by David Rosen on Patreon. Lots of great content over there. And... With that said, let's close this thing out with a piece of my music like we always do here on the show. And uh, just recently, I released a new album called More Content. And I'm going to play the first track on that album called More, because uh, this being a heavy, hard-hitting film, 
this is a heavy, hard-hitting track that I think goes with that pretty well. So this is more from the album, more content. Hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back with more Piecing It Together really soon. West Production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.